Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 328. Now, last week I talked about some of the basics and some considerations if you want to invest. And uh, the write-up for that episode is available, so you can check that out uh, at bemovingforward.com forward slash blog. And originally, it was going to be a one-off episode. I recorded that on a Wednesday, and as you know, if you follow the podcast, I release episodes uh, on Thursday. So I usually keep it pretty close between record and release, and typically when I talk about uh, something that re- that's related to uh, a phenomenon that's uh, real-time, there's usually not much of a difference in a day or two, but wouldn't you know it, I recorded that episode on the Wednesday. The market was uh, pulling back a little bit, but Thursday, if you follow the market at all, you will know that Thursday was a day when there was a big drop. The The market experienced quite a crash, and you had a lot of stocks, both growth stocks as well as cyclicals and different industries all of those stocks, it seemed like the the bottom was falling out. And this continued on into Friday. There were so many stocks that did so well in 2020, high growth stocks in many different areas, uh, including tech, that we just saw getting pummeled on that day. And I thought to myself, well, that, that, that's, that's uh, uncanny timing on my part. But it's interesting, you know, if you listen to the podcast and, and maybe you're a new investor or you've been thinking about investing or you're just curious, you might have thought, well, why are you talking about investing on a day like this? Um, and what's interesting is I, I did some reflection on that and I thought to myself, you know what, actually today was not a bad day for this episode to air. Now, what I'm going to do today is do a follow-up to last week's episode to talk about a little bit of what's going on with the market. Now, before I begin, I want to add the same disclaimer that I did for the last episode. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't give specific investment advice. I'm not going to talk about specific stocks or companies. I will talk a little more generally, and I always recommend either talk to an investment professional or do your own due diligence and research because investing... Uh, does carry risk with it. So let's talk about what happened on that Thursday. And looking back, I listened to the episode a couple of times. There's actually only one thing I think I would have changed about the episode. I actually had a line in there where I said, today may be a good day in the market, tomorrow may be a bad day. I would change it to reverse that, to say today may be a really bad day, but tomorrow may be not such a great day, and then next week might be a better better time or it might be a, a better period in the market. And in fact, today I'm recording this, just so you know, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, March 9th. It will air in two days uh, on the 11th, which is when you're going to be listening to it uh, if you listen to the podcast on Thursday. And so today the market is rebounding quite a bit. So we saw on Thursday the market crashed and that continued. I, you know, it was one of those days where you just don't want to open up your portfolio. You don't want to open up your four hundred one k because I, every almost everything took a massive hit. And uh, if you have the uh, stocks app on your iPhone, if you have an iPhone or a similar app on on your phone, you would have opened it up. You would have seen a sea of red and maybe one or two sprinkles of green. And as I uh, described in the write-up for 327, it looked like a a lopsided Christmas lights display. So that was a day that was pretty painful. Uh, And what I want to share about that is that investing, 
is really all about having a strategy, having uh, a long-term view, in my opinion. I think investing for the short-term is okay, and there are certainly people who've done well investing short-term, but for most of you, if you're looking at building wealth, you're doing so over time. And essentially, if you have a job where you have a 401k or a pension plan, that's essentially what you're doing. Part of your paycheck is going towards investing so that when you retire, you have that nest egg that will help support you in your golden years. You're investing in the market. That's essentially what your 401k or pension plan does is that it's investing in the market. Uh, So I think it's important whether you listen to the episode on Thursday or you listen to the episode today or if you listen to it on Tuesday, regardless of where the market is, I think the principles are generally applicable. And what's interesting was about a year ago, I recorded a uh, interview with Alyssa Carpenter on her podcast where I was talking about the fundamentals of investing. Now, at that time, uh, the market was experiencing a little bit of a drop, but it was starting to uh, actually reverse. And basically, as we got into... February, March is when we really saw kind of a pullback with the pandemic. And then as we got into April, May, the summer months, the fall, I mean, it just seemed like the the market was just was just on a very steep upward incline. And that continued all the way through the end of the year and into the early, early part of 2021. And then as we got into February, that's when we started to see some some choppy waters. And obviously, last Thursday, we had a massive, massive pullback. But today, as I'm recording it, we're seeing a lot more green in terms of, you know, if you look at the stocks app, we're seeing a lot of those stocks which took massive hits, uh, you know, making comebacks. So what's going on? And and I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, if you are invested in the market, let's say you've only been investing for a year, you may have started in 2020 when you were basically riding the crest of an upward market, a really uh, aggressive uh, bull market, as they call it. And a lot of tech stocks, especially the the ones that were specific to what they call the pandemic, uh, such as you know stocks related to video conferencing, technology stocks, a lot of stocks which are really about future technologies or innovative technologies, looking at future growth. Those were the stocks that did really well, as well as some staples. There were some staples, traditional staples, uh, that uh, really were more of the old school companies that uh, produce things like uh, cleaning products or, uh, you know, let's say canned food goods. Those stocks, a lot of those did really well, even though those stocks traditionally don't move up or down uh, very radically. But 2020 was just a unique, weird year of so many, uh, you know, stocks that had an interesting reaction to this really unusual event that we really couldn't predict. In fact, the early prediction was, that the market was really going to crash, but obviously it didn't do that. We saw a little bit of a pullback uh, in February, March, and then as we got into the spring and summer, that's where we saw a, a sharp incline up. So what's interesting is at that time, I talked about the fundamentals of investing. Last week, uh, about a year to that uh, episode, I talked about the fundamentals of investing, but at that time, the market was really uh, pulling back, and we, we saw a lot of the uh, the stocks that were, were tumbling over those couple of days, so a couple of painful days. And what's interesting is, and I want to 
just preface something, and I just want to reiterate something I talked about last week, that investing is a risk-bearing activity. You invest in a, a stock or even a fund, and you will experience ups and downs with it. And I've had experiences where I've bought a, a stock or I've bought a fund only to see it drop, sometimes dramatically, and it's painful to see. And then I've had other times where uh, I've bought and then, you know, I just to see it rise where it's on that uh, crest of that, of that wave. And so I think it's important to remember something I talked about last week, which is if you are investing, it's really really critical. It's hard to do. It's really critical to remove as much emotion from that as possible, whether you're buying or selling. Because if you are a new investor, or even if you're an experienced one, and you start to see something like what we experienced on Thursday, let's say you've invested in a couple of stocks, maybe they've done pretty well over the last couple of months, or uh, they've been doing okay, but then all of a sudden you see that sharp decline even though you know in your head the adage where you've probably heard it, buy low, sell high, and you already know in your mind that if I sell when something is lower than what I bought it, I'm going to lose money, your gut reaction is going to be, oh gosh, I should just sell right now before the whole thing craters. And that's a natural reaction to have. So being invested in the market. And this, this I think, holds true with your 401ks. If you logged into your 401k statement uh, on Thursday or Friday, you might have seen a noticeable drop. It's one of those things that's not fun to witness. It's not fun to watch. But your gut might tell you, I just want out of this altogether before I lose everything. And really, I think it's important not to be driven by fear. Now, selling a stock when it's losing may be the right decision, and that's going to depend, again, on your research. It's going to depend on your on your goals, and as I'll talk a little bit about later, maybe the time of year. But any decision you have to buy or sell should be driven with as little emotion or little FOMO or peer pressure. And when I say peer pressure, what you might see on social media or what your friends may tell you is a great buy. Do your own homework first. Do your own due diligence. And I recommend for new investors, people who are investing or interested in learning about investing or or trying it out, start with practices first. I think that there's so many great ways to do that. And I talked about one, Weeble, which is a, a, a stock and ETF and crypto trading app where that you can uh, open up an account and they have a section called paper trades where you can use uh, play money. It's basically simulated money and you can practice trading. And I think that's a great way to start. In fact, I would recommend start with that. There are also, I think, apps out there you can download that are trading simulators. Or what I did in college was I did this through a spreadsheet and just opening up the newspaper. You can track stock prices and keep track of, you know, let's say you buy stock, uh, you know, you pretend to buy stock at a certain price with a certain pot of money, track how it does on a daily basis. But there are apps that'll do that for you. And I really think there's a benefit to this because if you have the experience of buying stock and then all of a sudden you see it go down, where you see it go up, it's really, a, a, it can be a jarring experience if you've never done this before, where you've never experienced a market correction before. That's why I think it, it's beneficial to have some practice under your belt and to try different things out. Some of you may be curious, if I hear about a quote-unquote hot stock 
uh, let's say on social media, what would happen if I bought that stock? Well, a paper trade is a good way to experiment without investing your own money. I really think once you get to the stage where you're starting to invest your own money, you really need to do so with an eye towards a goal. And for me, I see investing more as a long-term activity. I'm not, you know, while I'm always aware of what the market is doing on a particular day, you know, whether the market is going up or whether it's, it's uh, you know, crashing like it did last week, I always look towards more of the five, 10-year mark, you know, and I look towards investments that are more long-term. Now, that's not to say that you can't do well as a short-term investor. I do think that short-term investing carries a lot more risk with it. That's just my opinion. I think you need to be careful, do your due diligence, and and really as many opportunities as there are to have short-term gains, there are also many risks that you carry with, with short-term losses as well. And remember, as I talked about last week, there are also tax consequences. There are tax consequences for those short, short-term gains as opposed to holding long and, and long-term gains. So what's going on? Let's talk a little bit about the broader, what's going on? Why is the market just feeling so frenetic? We saw this massive crash last week, and and uh, as at least as of the recording of this episode, we're seeing a rebound of sorts. So I'm not an economist, but one of the things I talked about is that once you start investing, I think it naturally forces you to start keeping up to date with what's going on. On the micro level, you're going to want to pay attention to what's going on with a particular company or fund you invest in. And you can do that through news reports. You can do that through quarterly statements. You can do that through the company's website. And obviously, social media chatter will also play a part in that as well if you're on social media. Uh, But the news, and one of the things I talked about last week is that a, a stock... Uh, a stock market is essentially that. It's a market of buying and selling, which occurs every day. Prices go up and down almost every minute. And the weird thing, and this is kind of a weird phenomenon to wrap your mind around, is that a stock can go way up or it could go way down. And it might have something to do with how the company is doing, but oftentimes it's unrelated to the specific company. So let's say the company, and we saw this last week, there were some companies, and, I'm, and again, I don't go into specifics because really I just want this to be more of a general overview podcast. There were some companies that had really great earnings, had really great quarterly uh, conferences, in fact, just having maybe not even a week out from them, and those stocks were crashing. And part of what you saw was a reaction to uh, what's going on with the broader world, with the broader economy. So the anticipation is this. We're now a year and almost a year and a half into this pandemic, and we spent most of 2020 indoors and uh, self-isolating and working from home. And, And so that obviously put a strain on the economy, especially on traditional aspects of the economy like retail, restaurants, going to the movies, all the things that we used to do in 2019. We weren't doing as much of them in 2020, and we're still not doing as much of them now. Uh, And really what happened was that you saw a lot of those stocks going down, especially in 2020. A lot of those stocks really were were starting to to go down and, and, and crash. And then you saw a lot of high growth stocks. You saw a lot of stocks in the tech sector, ones that were specific 
to uh, or maybe a little bit more uh, aligned with being at home all the time. So think about uh, you know, streaming services, thinking about, think about, uh, you know, uh, wireless technology, think about technology in general. A lot of those stocks really saw a boom last year. The anticipation is that as we're vaccinating, as people are getting vaccinated, as, uh, you know, as the pandemic is starting to subside in a lot of places, there's an anticipation that the economy is going to reopen and, you know, there's talk about the, you know, the government is now ha- has an aggressive goal to get everyone vaccinated by, let's say, May or June. And the anticipation is that once we're vaccinated or once enough people are vaccinated and we have, you know, herd immunity against this uh, virus, that things are going to reopen and there's going to be a lot of excitement about it. There are, you know, retail, restaurants, movies, all the stuff that really experienced a lot of pain in 2020 is going to make a huge comeback and that there's going to be a lot more commerce. People are going to be buying more. They're not going to be stuck at home as much. And so with that comes the fear of inflation. With a hot economy comes the byproduct of that, which is inflation. And again, I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of inflation. And as a response to that, there's been some chatter from, you know, uh, figures in the government, uh, say in the Fed, and then there's there's been anticipation that interest rates for bonds are going to rise, and rising interest rates are usually one of the responses to inflation, to curb inflation. So there's this anticipation that the economy is going to do really well. That's going to cause inflation, and so the anticipation is that interest rates are going to go up. Now, interest rates have been historically low over the past decade, but especially so over the last year or two, as we were in the thick of the pandemic, interest rates uh, were lowering interest rates were one of the ways that um, that the government kept the economy going. And, and really with lower interest rates, you have uh, more um, people spending money, at least theoretically, and then that also fueled a lot of investment in uh, high-growth stocks. Well, with the anticipation of that, that caused a lot of investors to exit out of tech stocks, which were the high-growth opportunities in 2020, which is why you saw so many of them crashing last week, and then a what they call um, uh, switching out into other types of stocks, stocks that are more traditional like retail, stocks related to things like theme parks or a reopening economy, other types of stocks that they call cyclicals. Think about like the auto industry, fuel, commodities, stocks that are more traditional, more related to uh, a traditional economy. Those are the ones that uh, a lot of investors were putting their money into. So that's why we saw a lot of that. And that's not the only reason. There are other reasons too. There was also the, you know, as you follow the market and if you're invested in, let's say, high-tech growth stocks, uh, you know, there's also this idea of of bubbles. And if you think about a bubble, it, you blow it up, it grows, it grows, it grows, and then eventually it pops. So there's been a lot of uh, you know, speculation about whether or not some of these high growth stocks are part of a bubble. There's a bubble and, and you know, stocks can only go so high until, you know, there's a correction, in which case the prices, you know, people will sell and then the prices will will come crashing down. So 
what's the point of all this? The point of all of this is this, that regardless of the fact that I recorded the episode on one day and released it on another, the episode I think is applicable no matter which day you listen to it. Whether the market is up or down, there are opportunities to invest. And I think it really takes due diligence on your part. I highly recommend taking a longer-term view. I know it's not as sexy or not as exciting as thinking about a a quick profit or a short-term profit. I do think that investing can be a very healthy part of building your overall wealth. I take more of a long-term view. I think the long-term view is where you can weather a lot of these. If you're investing for the long term, yes, watching the market crash can be very painful. But if you're thinking long term, you basically are looking towards the future. And that allows you to weather those storms as opposed to panicking and thinking, well, maybe I should just sell everything. And then, you know, it, it, it can happen. You know, sometimes people get burned and then they, they, they sell and then they don't ever want to touch the market again. This is also a reason why, and again, this is just my personal philosophy. I don't trade on margin, which is essentially borrowed money. I don't do options. I know that some people can do very well with those, but I tend to take a much more conservative view when it comes to investing. Invest what you have. Invest only what you're willing to lose. And one of the things I talked about, I want to um, emphasize this, is that one of the strategies I covered last week is fractional. Fractional investing, the ability to take a couple of dollars that you're putting into the market, think about maybe $5 a week or $5 a month, where you can invest in funds or stocks. So if you're doing this on your own, uh, it's a good way to build up your portfolio over time. And whether or not stocks are up or down, as I mentioned, over time, you are averaging out your cost basis so that you're not going to be, you know, especially if you're new, you're not going to be at the mercy of, you know, whether or not the market is a huge pullback or is a a big boon. You're going to be averaging out those costs over time. So that can be one strategy that can be beneficial. Remember, the stocks rise and fall, and that happens every day. I mean, today, as I'm recording this, stocks are, a lot of stocks are rebounding. The, The case may be very different when this airs on Thursday. There are always going to be opportunities and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not Kreskin. I can't predict the future. Yes, we may have a boom economy. That's I know that's been a lot of the talk. Who knows, though? I mean, you know, a lot will depend on what are unemployment rates like. You know, uh, how is the vaccination? Is it? Are we really going to be all vaccinated by May, June? There's so many factors. It's really important to keep up to date with what's going on in the news as well as particular investments. And I think that's one of the beneficial byproducts of investing is that it does force you to keep up to date more with current events. Remember, if you're uncertain... You can work with a professional or invest in market funds or ETFs. You can also look at what are called, called large cap stocks. You know, think about things like big pharma companies or, you know, uh, things like that. Uh, there are a lot of industries that are very old traditional companies that don't move very much. They don't move up or down, but a lot of them can be uh, long-term investments. Look at things like which companies or stocks pay dividends. Dividends uh, are, you know, uh, basically when a company uh, pays its investors 
a small percentage based off of you know what they've invested into the into that particular company so you can look at things like that but again there's so much i'm not going to be able to cover it all but there's a lot of different ways that you can invest so um Again, I always recommend do your homework. If necessary, work with a professional. If you're more comfortable working with someone else who's who's an expert, always do your homework and practice. If you want to do this on your own, I think that's perfectly fine. There are a lot of opportunities to do so. Practice before you actually start using your own money. You will learn so much by doing that. And uh, as a reminder, uh, the write-up for this episode, so I'm kind of switching to releasing the episode and the write-up following a few days later. So I'm hoping to have the write-up by this weekend, but you can check out the write-up for 327. I'll have links to the different books and resources that I mentioned in episode 327. That'll be on the write-up for 328 once that's out in a couple of days. I'll also have affiliate links if you want to get started. Uh, you know, I have affiliate links to both Robinhood and Webull, which are two popular uh, trading apps. Uh, they're fee-free trading apps, so you can invest in things like stocks or funds, ETFs or cryptocurrency. But remember, as a disclaimer, that uh, investing is risky. It's it's a risk-bearing activity. Do your homework. Remember, you can lose part or all of your your money when you invest. And so I always caution that. Uh, But uh, I have those available on the write-up. The write-up will be available at bemovingforward.com forward slash blog. And have a great week. I'll be back next week.